Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Ultras Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Brew and Agri Gone Outdoors. Uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Brew and Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them. On Saturday mornings, we know not everybody can listen to a podcast, so we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. Well, quiet is about the best way to sum up most of the fishing activity across North Dakota as we roll into the start of deer gun season. But, that being said, the few anglers out on Devil's Lake are still finding walleye success working the bridges, using jigs and minnows, or jigging wraps. Down on Lake Ashtabula, some hardy walleye anglers are also finding activity, but the number of shore fishing anglers is down, as are those searching for panfish. Access remains an issue on the Missouri River, so use caution at boat ramps. The tail race is still slow. Lake Sakakawi is also slow, but there is still a nice fall walleye bite in the midsection at Van Hook Arm and the river portion around Newtown, when the wind and temperatures allow, that is. Shore fishing for salmon is pretty much over for the year. The focus, though, is on the deer gun season, although areas surrounding the Missouri River system will probably experience less hunting pressure, some hunters opting to turn in their tags given deer mortality caused by each day. For those going out yet and elsewhere, please keep safety in the forefront and remember the new electronic posting regulations. The other thing going on is a waterfall movement. There's good numbers of light geese moving down into the northwestern, central, and east-central portions of North Dakota and southward, with colder temperatures and wind prompting the first big migration push of the winter. More ducks are also in areas where they can find some water. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale. And she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. So, you know, Sarah, you've been commissioner since 2019. What are your top initiatives that you wanted to get done uh, during your time as commissioner of the Minnesota DNR? Yeah, well, one of the things that I was really um, excited about and and wanted to focus on when I took this job was really helping Minnesotans connect to the outdoors in ways that are meaningful to them. And I, I just think that's so important because, of course, when you think about the future of stewarding our outdoors and making sure that there are people who are willing to, you know, fight for and and care about the opportunities that usually comes from personal experience in the outdoors. And as we know, we've been 
losing hunters, we've been losing anglers, we know about, you know, kids not spending enough time in the outdoors. And so really wanting to focus on kind of reversing that trend. And what's interesting about that is then we had the COVID pandemic the last uh, year and a half. And, you know, that was one of the things like instinctively people went outside. Um, one, because it was safe, a safe activity to do when many indoor things were closed. But, you know, it also, I think people realized it makes us feel better mentally and physically when we get outside. That is so true, uh, Sarah. And just thinking of some of the research that's out there that's just showing, you know, mentally, emotionally, our well-being is is so amplified when we have those tactile experiences of of being immersed in the outdoors, feeling it, smelling it. Uh, touching it, seeing it, all of those things versus so much of our world that's virtual. So kudos to you for for bringing that as a priority. Where where do you see this leading as we as we kind of work into this hopefully post pandemic uh, next step in in our world? Well, one of the things that um, I think we really have to pay attention to is as we head out of the pandemic and you know into the future is really a recognition that that those outdoor opportunities were available for people at that time when they needed them most because we've made really strong and significant investments in the past. And, you know, if you look at our state park infrastructure, a lot of that, you know, some of it even dates from the CCC era, right? A lot of our, our boating infrastructure dates, you know, back to the 1950s, our fish hatchery infrastructure. And so there's a lot of that infrastructure, a lot of those opportunities that really are due for a refresh on the investment to make sure that they serve Minnesotans and users in the future, not those of the past. And so one of the things that we're really focusing on in this next year is to think about how do we build a funding framework for conservation in the outdoors that really is forward-looking, that is comprehensive, that doesn't, you know, sort of leave some of the work we do at the door, and ultimately that is that is sustainable and equitable so that we have, you know, adequate investments to make sure that those opportunities are there in the future. So that's something I'm really excited about. We're engaging people in that. It's There's a public participation to help us figure out what that future vision should be, and then, you know, what people think about different ways that we might fund that vision. That's awesome. Sounds like uh, you got some pretty good goals there and, and good missions, uh, getting people involved in the outdoors and making sure that the outdoors is going to be uh, available for every resident of Minnesota and every resident of the United States or anybody that wants to come, which is awesome. So I know you're big. You do a lot of hiking. You do a lot of recreating in the state park system and what can people find when they get out there right now? Why do people want to get out there in the fall? You know, it's such a gorgeous time to be outdoors. The fall is gorgeous. And, and that's why I'm not so sad to see summer go, not ready for winter, but fall is, is such an amazing time. You mentioned your boat's still ready to go out. Fall fishing is a fan uh, activity. You know, I know that's something my family and I really like to do, we were out last weekend doing some fall bass fishing. Musky fishing is, is something we always do in the fall too. And I have been out hiking in our state parks and there's, there's wonderful trails that you can, you know, take on your own. We also have park naturalist programs. If you want to get a guided uh, hike and, and learn a little bit more about the, the natural and cultural resources. Um, biking is fabulous. I was out on the Heartland trail a couple weeks ago in Northern Minnesota, but you know, we have fabulous 
paved biking trails or, or mountain biking opportunities really across across the state. So, um, and then there's the hunting seasons, as you mentioned, you know, taking, taking a walk in the woods, looking for grouse uh, with the dog is, is something else we love to do in the fall. And uh, it really, they're like, there aren't enough weekends in the fall to get it all in. You're right. Can we just extend October in that first part of November and and maybe maybe give us a couple extra months right in that time frame? Uh, you bring up some good points here, and I really appreciate your emphasis on all of the outdoor experiences. So often when we talk about outdoors, uh, the hunting and the fishing, which are a great part of our heritage, they they take center stage. But there is so much more that hiking, that biking, the experiencing the outdoors. You know, our program is talking hunting, fishing, and everything you can do outdoors. And it's those other things that really encompass so many of our folks that that get to benefit from our natural resources. So thank you for doing that. For folks that are that are interested, you know, in in maybe getting involved in some of the process, you said you're looking for input. How how can our our residents of Minnesota, uh, people who are stakeholders? who want to have a voice? How can they do that? How can they be involved? Well, probably the best way is to visit the Minnesota DNR website. Um, Not only can you find out about all of the fabulous outdoor activities, but there is now a special um, page called Engage with the DNR. And that's where we are now consolidating opportunities, um, you know, to weigh in on various issues. So whether it's the sunfish regulations, uh, you know, on particular lakes, or it's this larger funding initiative that we're working on, you can just go to that engage with the DNR page and you can find all the opportunities to get involved and, and share your input. We really do want to hear um, from, you know, all, all kinds of people with diff- who bring different perspectives to make sure that we are serving all of those different interests in the outdoors. You know, Sarah, I know some, some states will do like town hall meetings when they want to, when they want to get information out and get it feedback from, uh, certain communities have, have you guys ever thought about doing anything like that in different regions throughout the state? We have actually, um, one of the other things that, um, that I started when I came in because kind of the public engagement piece and, and meeting people where they are is, is so important to me. Um, we started doing kind of mini roundtables, and we'd travel to an area and, you know, invite people from that area to, to come and share thoughts with us. That's been a little more difficult, um, to do during COVID. But one of the things that we've started doing um, in the commissioner's office is actually a, an online commissioner's office hours once a month. So we tend to pick a topic um, just to kind of focus discussion, but people can come and ask, you know, any question they want or, or chat about other topics too. But that's just one way to make leadership accessible to folks. And then obviously, you know, we have various things, whether it's on fishing regulations or deer regulations or um, you know, specific um, environmental review projects. We'll, we'll have meetings on those too, but we've tried to tried to create some new opportunities, um, particularly virtually for, for people just to weigh in on things that, that are important to them and may not be the topic we're talking about at a given meeting. That's awesome. That, that's such a great idea. Um, you guys are doing amazing work. Uh, thank you for coming on Gone Outdoors. We appreciate it. Keep up the good work, and uh, hopefully we'll get you on again another day and chat some more. Oh, I'd love to. It's always fun to talk with you guys. It's always fun to talk about the outdoors, so appreciate the uh, the time here today. That is Commissioner Sarah Stroman, Minnesota DNR. 
Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.